Actually, but right now on the line, I have the Honourable Bill English, uh, Acting Prime Minister. Good morning, Bill. Good morning. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad in yourself? Oh, it's nice to be in Dunedin. Ah, well, of course, of course. It's, uh, you know, it's apparently it's uh, the best city to live in in New Zealand, according to a survey that came out yesterday. So why wouldn't you want to be here? Um, now, you're in Dunedin uh, to give a seminar, Better Economy, Better Community. Um, a bit of a no-brainer, really. Uh, if the economy is doing well, then uh, the people who produce should benefit, uh, and in turn, the community should. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. And also those who can't produce, which is you know, a significant proportion of the population, either because they're um, uh, past the age of working or they're kids, of course, or they're just not able to work or they haven't got work. Yeah. So part of it is to, and part of what we're talking about is how the how government um, and communities can do a better job of looking after those people. Yeah, so it's important for the government to invest in the youth and into the elderly as well. It is, and we've got a few. We've got choices in New Zealand that others don't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look around the world at other countries, uh, many of them have a pretty difficult mix of ageing populations, very high levels of debt after the global financial crisis, and mm-hmm. low rates of economic growth. So the governments just don't have the resources. You just look across at Australia. I mean, they're going to have to cut their uh, cut their spending or raise taxes or something for the next four or five, maybe ten years to get their government books back in order as are in good shape and that means looking ahead we've got some choices about where uh where that money goes yeah yeah i mean because pensions are quite small they're not it's not a huge amount of money uh and if you haven't had a really good job where you can uh, save a lot of money over the years i mean of course we've got kiwi saver now but a lot of the baby boomers are going into retirement now um and it's very expensive um to rent in a lot of areas so uh with the pensions being so low that's quite difficult uh, and rest homes are very very expensive so um with our aging population uh and the fact you know do you think um it's we need to be raising the pension well the pension gets raised pretty consistently because it's tied uh tied to the uh after tax average wage mm-hmm. and the average wage has been rising uh faster than inflation mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. each year the pension go, i think the combination of the increase in the level and the more people picking it up i think we spend like an extra six or seven hundred million every year um at paying out more pensions mm-hmm. um i think one in one area where older people are are um and, and it is a bit you know it's reasonably tight living uh well, the other thing that's going on is with these low interest rates um, yeah. older people who have saved and quite a few have some savings not many have huge savings yeah uh, they're finding your income from those savings has been coming down, and that's a bit of a squeeze. So it's important uh, to raise interest rates. Well, um, when it comes to the community and the economy, because they are tied together, um, you know, and I'm using an old example here, but it's an important one to Dunedin, um, and it will always be, will be. Um, you know, with the economy doing so well and the country having a bit of money, um, and when it comes to infrastructure, um, why the central and both central and local government? Why are you putting things out to tender uh, to overseas companies? Uh, and therefore, if we look at Kiwi Rail uh, and Hillside down here, you're shutting down a, a, a large employer in the community, uh, and therefore less money is in localized community, uh, and that has a flow-on effect into other jobs. Wouldn't you think that it's important to use maybe um, spend a little bit more money to keep those people employed uh, and keep the community uh, and keep the level of um, cash flow in the community up? 
Well, the, I'm sure that was taken into consideration at the time that uh, Kui Rail made those decisions. And it's, it's always a matter of how much extra you're willing to pay. So um, there's any number of businesses in New Zealand would prefer to deal with New Zealand suppliers. They are willing to pay a bit more. It's just if, it, if the gap gets too big, uh, then that's a bit of a challenge. And in the case of Kiwi Rail, there's about a sort of hundred and fifty to two hundred million dollar gap mm-hmm. here just in that just in that company, just in that business. Yeah. Uh, between what it costs to run the rail and the revenue that we get from it, so you know they've they're in, they've been under a bit of pressure to get their costs down to reduce that large, very large subsidy on rail, and um, they're doing not a bad job of it actually, but it, has, yeah. it does involve getting. Um, getting some of their trains from offshore. But when it comes to state-owned enterprises, is profit always the bottom line? Or shouldn't it be employment of our people? Shouldn't that be the most important thing? Hey, maybe you're losing some money, but is that the, you know, is that the, should that be the main focus? Or should it be uh, keeping jobs in New Zealand for New Zealanders? Shouldn't that be the main focus and keeping those communities ticking over? Well, uh, interestingly, in, in Dunedin now, the unemployment rates are uh, you know, lower than they've been for quite a while. And there's a quite a positive confidence around the city about job opportunities. Mm-hmm. So there has been some big changes, and people have had to shift, had to change jobs, but they've tended to find them. So I remember a number of years back when the Fisher and Paykel uh, factory was shut down. Yeah. Um, and I know some of those people ended up working in another business that is that's quite successful with builds um, builds fireboxes, you know, heating units uh, out there in South Dunedin. So mm-hmm. we, we try and concentrate on getting an environment where if something isn't going, isn't making money, isn't viable in the long run, then there are other businesses that are coming through that will pick those people up. And by and large, and certainly in the current environment, that's been re- pretty successful yep. in New Zealand rather than, rather than trying to lock people into something that in the long run just can't make it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the places that are closing down are usually the manufacturing and uh, low skill uh, mass employment jobs like freezing works. I'm an ex freezing worker myself, uh, and I know you know you're a farmer from Southland, so you've very big connections with the freezing works. Uh, and, and, you know they've been struggling for a very long time, um, but it seems like there are some jobs out there to you know you have created a lot of jobs uh, in the last eight years, um, but still are there enough to cover those that have been lost? And who, whose well, job is it to create those jobs? Well, the, the businesses are doing it, and the the, um, the figures tell us that there's a lot of it going on. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily agree with the view that it's sort of large-scale mass employment jobs are going. Certainly it's changing, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, you've got a large-scale mass employer here being the university, which is you know, always, always going through a bit of change itself. But um, that's been a big source of new jobs. In fact, one of the challenges that they had in the free in the meat industry um, a, a year or two back, and it's still there to some extent, is actually getting enough people for the freezer for, for the season, and that's one of the reasons they're moving to automation. Yeah, uh, because they just can't get the people to turn up. So look, there's always um, we spend a lot of time and money on trying to assist, particularly those people who have a heart who find it difficult to get into the workforce and difficult to stay there mm-hmm. uh, because if they're not there they're on welfare so we have a real interest in them succeeding yeah. um, and creating an environment where you know low taxes low compliance costs free trade agreements where businesses have an incentive to create another job 
Yeah. Well, when you say the university, I mean, they're, they're cutting staff now here in the humanities department, and I know there's been a 20% fall in the role, um, but, you know, there are ebbs and flows in everything, and do you think that it's appropriate uh, for jobs to be lost and skilled jobs uh, and skilled people to be lost at the moment where there's a five-year uh, um, decline, but you, um, there could be a, a sharp rise uh, any time, uh, and therefore um, those jobs will be lost, um, those skilled people will be lost, and we'll be looking to employ people that don't have uh, necessarily skills that, skills that we need. Yeah, and that, that's, a, that's a hard one. Like I said, there's been quite a bit of public discussion about it. Uh, I think that the, the challenge there is just to know when there is an ebb and a flow. I used to be in the Otago Humanities Department, got a BA in English from mm-hmm. Otago University, mm-hmm. and I know, know for sure from my own kids, not a lot of people, that there are fewer people who regard a BA in English as a as a useful ticket. As I yep. said, and well, you know, it could end up not quite being the Minister of Finance because um, you're not qualified enough. <laughs> so, um, the, the, so the trick's knowing when you do need to take some action, at that, but the trend around humanities students does look fairly, unfortunately, in my view, Yeah. Um, the trend does look reasonably clear. And the, so the university somewhere, sometime, has to make that kind of decision. And, you know, I'm not, it's, not, it's not easy. Yeah, well, I mean, but it's coinciding with STEMs at high school, right? The government um, has put a lot of time and effort in getting students into the science, technology, uh, engineering, um, into those kinds of things at high school level, uh, and then they're going into that at university at the detriment to other departments. Well, there's, uh, we, we have a relatively high proportion of our students in the kind of social sciences and humanities, and uh, so there has been a push in recent years to make it uh, make sure that polytechs and universities aren't losing money teaching science, technology, and um, engineering and maths, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, the growth in jobs in the market seems to be um, require those kinds of skills. So one of the faster growing sectors is the IT sector in New Zealand. In fact, it's growing very well at the moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just can't, they can't even get half of the people they need each year uh, yeah. coming out of our training system. So that, that's a shift that's just following the economy. The internet's made a big difference. So education patterns are going to shift from when I was at in, in the humanities department, I think thirty-five years ago. Yeah, but you know, I mean, but like you said, there's shifts in employment all the time. So eventually, we're probably going to get a glut in that as well, and we have to shift to something else. So it's good to get a, a fine balance, and I think that's why departments like humanities are very important. Uh, but just quickly, because I know you're very busy and you've got to go, I just want to know you've got this uh, investment in Northcote building houses. Um, should the government be in the business of making money uh, from um, projects like this? Uh, or should they be selling things like uh, those houses at cost? Uh, so it's no cost to the government, you're not making any money off it, and people are getting cheaper housing. Well, whatever money, the, uh, well, there has to be some sort of margin in it for uh, builders um, who do the job. They've got to make some money. Yeah, oh, definitely. Do anything about that. And, if the, and that's a good thing, they're getting rewarded for their work. Uh, and if there's any money in it for the government, well, it gets recycled. So we're using the money... Uh, we'll be using the money in that project and a number of others uh, to rebuild our um, state houses. So when I was in Northcote, had a discussion with a number of tenants. Um, they pointed out the uh, poor quality uh, of the houses they were in, and actually the way it, the way it's set up there in that area does look pretty. Um, you know, I wouldn't quite say ugly, but it, it does look like it needs change. Mm-hmm. So 
the government's going to be able to take sections that have one or two houses on them and uh, one or two or four houses in a block and put seven or eight. Uh, so that's where the money will be going. We won't come out at the end of it with some big profit. It'll all be going back into houses. Oh, that's good. That's good to know. Um, all right. Well, just quickly, what what's more important, better communities or better economy? Well, they go together. I think, as you said, is but, but uh, so I think there's a, there's a few too many people who think that if you have a better economy, somehow you end up with a worse community. Um, and I just don't agree with that. Um, but we do. The government government's focusing a lot on doing its job better because government is under is. You know, there's about a million New, Zealand, New Zealanders get up in the morning who are completely dependent on government for their income. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are trying to, working actually with uh, academics from Dunedin um, and agencies in Dunedin uh, to change how we do things so we can focus more on the needs of individual people um, and spend, spend the money it takes to change their lives. All right, brilliant. Hey, uh, Honourable Bill, uh, Bill English, thank you so much for taking the time out to speak to me this morning. Enjoy the rest of your time in our fair city. Um, and, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Cheers.